Hi and welcome to episode 45 of the ELDS study session with me, Matt Roberts. And uh, I'm going to continue today uh, with the Come Follow Me study for this week. In Ju- it's found in July the 8th to July 14th, Acts chapter 6 to 9. What wilt thou have me to do? Uh, we're going to look today at the section, which is quite a short one uh, really, which is the Holy Ghost will help me guide others to Jesus Christ, which can be found in Acts chapter 8 verses 26 to 39. And here we read of the account of Philip. So we've looked at um, Stephen, we've looked at um, Simon, we've looked at a number of different uh, aspects of of these accounts so far. Now we're looking at a different account altogether of Philip. Uh, And it's really quite an interesting one. And I've pulled quite a few things from this that I've learned, which can be applied to ourselves as well. So diving right in, uh, in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, uh, we read um, the angel of the Lord giving direction to Philip. And of course, the whole focus of this study is to look at how the Holy Ghost can help me as I as we guide others to Christ. Uh, it says in verse 26 of Acts chapter 8, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now straight away, uh, we see kind of the dedication and the focus that Philip has in, in listening to this word uh, that he's received. Um, Obviously here it's talking about how an angel of the Lord spake unto him, but this can be applied to us when we, we receive the promptings of the Holy Ghost, uh, that we need to be listening out for those promptings and then be ready to act on them. It is clear from many messages from our prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, uh, and from other um, you know um, talks that we've had at general conferences recently, that it is ever more important these in this day to receive personal revelation. We know that we receive revelation uh, through the prophets uh, of the church, but we are also entitled to and encouraged to receive personal revelation for us and our families. So when it comes to this, this is very applicable to us because as with Philip, we should be ready to listen to the call of the Lord through the Holy Ghost, and we should be asking for that guidance. Uh, I'm very cer- certain that Philip will have been looking for that guidance as well. Um, it's interesting that actually, you know, we, we don't really stop to think about what the Lord is asking Philip to do here. Um, Orson Pratt uh, gave a great quote on this. Uh, he said, quote, in other words, he was, he was speaking about um, this verse. In other words, leave your present field of labor. You can do more good somewhere else. Now, a man left to his own judgment without new revelation would not want to go somewhere else. His own inclinations would be to stay there where so many had received his testimony. But no, the Spirit of God thought differently. Arise, Philip, go unto the south country. He was not told what he should do in the south country, but he started off according to the new revelation. Close quote. And I really like this. I think this is quite um, an important point by uh, that Orson Pratt makes. That at this stage, this is actually just following on from the account of Simon and how uh, Peter and um, John have traveled uh, to this place where Philip has done a lot of good work and now he's being asked to leave that place and go south away from where he was working. And, uh, and as Orson Pratt points out, you know, surely if he, wasn't, if he didn't receive that revelation, he would have been inclined to stay where he was, build the faith there. He would have met many friends and many acquaintances and people that were grateful for the teaching that he did. However, the Spirit had other ideas. There were more. There was one who needed that direct instruction from Philip. And so he sent him uh, south unto Gaza, which is desert. I mean, it's not even, a, you know, a, a bounteous, beautiful place he's being sent to. It's the, de- the desert. But in verse 27, we read, and he arose and went, you know, and that for us is a clear 
uh, example how we should be diligent in carrying out the word of the Lord. We then carry on, uh, and then he gets there and sees, as we know, uh, the uh, the, Ethiopi the Ethiopian man traveling in a chariot, uh, reading the book of Isaiah. Now, this is interesting because obviously we kind of it becomes clear to Philip why he's there, and there and there again, we, he receives word from the Lord through the Spirit this time, in verses twenty nine to thirty one. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and asked and said, Understandest what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Uh, I love this because the, the, the Ethiopian, the eunuch, is so willing just to listen to the, to the teachings and to the opinions and thoughts of other, uh, this other person to help him understand what the prophet Isaiah is saying. And, you know, all of us, when we read Isaiah, often say that Isaiah is very difficult to read. So clearly he's having those same issues that we are today, um, which I find quite interesting. Now, um, it is interesting, though, because we should think about this a bit more carefully. I think often we kind of see ourselves in the Philip role, you know, particularly as we are being asked to consider how the Holy Ghost will help us to guide others to Christ. And so therefore, we would be in the role of Philip, listening to the Holy Ghost to know where to go and what to do. Again, he was sent there, not knowing what he was going to do, but then as the way became clear, he was then prompted along that path. Uh, as, for example, the man arrived reading the, the prophet Isaiah. Um, coincidentally, around a point where it was prophesying of Christ and what he would do, and Philip was able to teach him about that. Now, it is interesting because we should not or necessarily think that we are necessarily the role of Philip, though. At times, we will be in the role of the Ethiopian. Uh, there was a quote by um, by Elder Ulysses Suarez uh, in the April 2019 General Conference about this in a talk entitled, How Can I Understand? Uh, and he makes this very point uh, that we should make, remember that we could also be in the role of the Ethiopian. Uh, he said this, quote, The question asked by this Ethiopian man is a reminder of the divine mandate we all have to seek to learn and to teach one another the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, in the context of learning and teaching the gospel, we are sometimes like the Ethiopian. We need the help of a faithful and inspired teacher. And we are sometimes like Philip. We need to teach and strengthen others in their conversion, close quote. Uh, and so we are all part of this, this gospel. We are all part of this learning which we should have together. Uh, and so that, that is a great blessing. And that's one of the things I love about this church, that every person in this church can le learn from each other. It's not like in some establishments or institutions where we all go every week by the one person that is kind of set apart or put in front of the congregation and we listen to them and no one else. But we, we, we literally learn from everyone. And even, you know, we, we may consider the bishop to be the one that is appointed by the Lord to stand in front and to minister. Even they change after some time. And so we all have an opportunity to, to learn and to grow from each other, which I really appreciate. Um, I, I love going on a Sunday and, you know, I, I've, ha I've helped my wife. My wife is on the primary presidency. And so I've been on quite often in there uh, recently helping uh, the primary children. But when I have been able to go into the Come Follow Me Sunday school lessons or, or into elders, elders quorum, I've really enjoyed just discussing and sharing ideas and strengthening other people um, and being strengthened myself. And again, this is one of the reasons why I started the study um, podcast. Um, you know, something, hopefully, someone out there is, is learning from what I'm sharing here, but also I want to hear from, from, from you guys as well. 
Finally, uh, just to round this off, uh, they continue on and then the, the eunuch uh, asks about being baptized. In verses 37 to 38, it says this, And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Uh, and this, obviously, again, uh, is just a great example of how um, um, about the, the authority of the priesthood, which is why I highlighted this again, because it's clear here that Philip does hold the priesthood, but it's very spe specific uh, priesthood that he holds, uh, which we learn about uh, in this quote that I will share. It's by Elder George Q. Cannon, uh, and he uh, said this, quote, Philip, after leaving Samaria, baptized the eunuch, but we do not read that he laid his hands upon him, evidently proving that he held only the priesthood of Aaron. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God through Philip, they sent unto them Peter and John, two of the apostles, who, when they came unto them, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And they laid their hands upon them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Close quote. Um, so, of course, we read that earlier in Acts chapter 8 that Philip is working in Samaria and then after he's baptized or, or taught a number of people, Peter and John then are sent by the church or by the twelve to go and to help have them receive the Holy Ghost. And so it's clear here again, you know, it's another testament or it's another example or evidence that we have that there is the priesthood uh, that they that they operated by to, to baptize because, of course, um, Again, there was an, the earlier incident uh, in the in the in the sections that we've been reading, where it had to be one of the disciples to baptize people, but then it had to be Peter and John that gave the Holy Ghost, and there was a clear distinction between the two. So we learn about the importance of the authority of the priesthood. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Um, thank you very much uh, for for listening. Hope you learned something about the uh, the example and experience of Philip. I certainly have. Uh, if you have anything to share about it or about anything else that you've been studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm grateful for your time and until we meet again.